Hello, everyone. Class is in session. For those who don't know, I'm the professor. I'm here to welcome y'all back to another episode brought to you by yours truly, the Fortifying Kings. You already know what we're about, building up brothers and giving them defensive strategies to help them protect themselves and their families against the wilds of the devil. So without further ado, let's get into it. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time that you have allowed us to set aside just to just to build each other up, Father God, just to connect with you that we that we just may please you, Father God. We thank you for this opportunity. We dare not take it lightly, Father God, and as as men, Father God, we thank you for just blessing us with the ability to to lead Father God, to set the example, Father God, and and to really um, live for you, Father God, and and to get into doing your will, Father God. We thank you for all of your your word that you've sent and, and, and given us, Father God. We thank you for the ultimate sacrifice, Father God. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, Father God. So as we dive into this lesson we ask that you just please touch the hearts and the minds of the listeners hearts and the minds of the doers father god and and um let us let us just continue to build each other up father god and love father god according to your word father god and according to your precepts jesus name we do pray amen Hello and good morning, everybody. Good evening and good night for some. Um, you already know who it is. It's the professor. And in today's episode, I'm just going to, you know, um, just leisurely uh, kind of chop it up with you guys. You know, um, I just kind of want to touch bases on um, obedience um, just to make sure, I know I've talked about it before, um, but there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of a reminder, you know, just to make sure, you know, everybody, you know, or we as men are, you know, holding each other accountable and really doing what we're supposed to be doing, being obedient to God's word. So, um, yeah, this is just a, a call it a salvation check. We just want to make sure that we we have this really engraved into us. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and get into it. Um, and I'll start by by uh, um, reminiscing a little bit. The first scripture I ever learned, um, you know, growing up, and I grew up in the church, me um, and my brother and my sister, mom and dad. Mom and dad had us go to church um, quite often. Uh, I say about five days of, of of the week, you know, we'd be at up at the church, you know, learning, praising, worshiping, as well as cleaning the church. So um, we have a extensive background <laughs> uh, of being at the church. Um, and the first scripture that I learned, um, at you know, being brought up in in, in that scenario, uh, 
was children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Very first scripture I learned. Um, and being 30 years old now, um, that scripture is still applicable today as it was um, back then. So uh, obedience is really important. And um, again, we'll just go over some reminders as to why it is report, uh, important. Um, obedience opens certain keys to success that you wouldn't be able to open um, necessarily without it. Um, I'll share another little story. Uh, growing up, this was probably about high school years. Uh, me and my brother are polar opposites. If you've known us back then, we were po- polar opposites. We went through the same high school, and some people within our high school didn't even know that we were related. That's how opposite we were. Um, I usually were, was on the the good side. You know, I was, I was, you know, that doesn't mean I didn't do my dirt or, you know, get in trouble. That doesn't mean I didn't get my whoopings. I got my fair share of whoopings. Trust me. But uh, when it comes to my, my, my older brother, you know, he, he pulled a little bit more weight in that category. He was a little bit more honorary. You know, he was the one who was, uh, in our culture, we say hard-headed. So, uh... You know, coming with that territory, he was just a little bit more disobedient. Now, again, we're, we're children, we're kids, high schoolers, whatever. Um, so that's to be expected. But um, our, I'll take you back to our junior year, my junior year, his senior year. Um, we had a little little situation. You know, you want to go to the to the uh, prom, right? We both got dates and everything. And, you know, our family had two cars. My mom had a newer Durango. And my dad had old Roscoe. Now, Roscoe was uh, a 90-something uh, uh, Chevy Trailblazer. 90-something. All I know is it's been in the family since before we were born. But uh, Roscoe was 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 tried and true. They'll get you from point A to point B, but not in style. But, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's prom. You know, we trying to get our dates, you know, trying to go, trying to be in style and everything. And um, me being the younger brother, I just naturally thought I was going to be driving Roscoe. But um, because of... Um, my track record and my brother's track record, my mom didn't concur with that. She, uh, when my brother went to ask her uh, if he could drive the Durango, um, my mom was hopefully against it. And there was a, a, a long drawn out discussion <laughs> between her and him. It was an argument really. And he felt like he, you know, he, he's the older one. He should be the one driving the Durango, he felt entitled to it. Me, I'm just sitting back, shutting my mouth, you know, and let them talk and discuss. But it got to a point, and I'll never forget it, um, mom was like, I'd rather your your brother drive it because I don't like how you act. You know, you're disobedient, and then, you know, she went on. 
Now, and I'm not saying all this to tear him down or anything, um, but I'm just I'm just sharing this to to help you understand my obedience had gained it had gained me favor in her sight. Doesn't mean that Tavani was a, or my brother was a terrible kid. Doesn't mean that he, you know, was was extra bad or anything. We all have our bad streaks, but obedience will gain favor on your behalf and others sight. So long story short, I was the one who was able to take the Durango um, and, you know, it, it, it worked out like that. But that, that kind of always stuck to me, not anything from a I'm better than you standpoint, but it was just like, you know what? I wasn't expecting this, but you know what? It, it's, it's nice. It's a blessing. But that was only because I gained favor because I was obedient. So um, that was a scenario between my parents and me as a child. So taking that same vein, you know, let's put that in, in the perspective of us and our Heavenly Father. You know, are we not are we not supposed to be his children? We are, right? So, um, going on with his scripture, children, obey your parents from the Lord for this is right. We, we, we also have to fall under that scripture. So, and in, that same, in that same sense, what can you expect if you're not acting right? What can you expect if you're not following his word? What can you expect if you're not doing his will? Right? You can't really expect too much. Now, we know God to be faithful and, you know, he he will bless you. He will continue to 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 draw you in. He will, you know, seek to find you and pull you out of, you know, whatever you're going through. But God's a gentleman. He's not going to go anywhere. He doesn't. He's not wanted. Right. So at a certain point, you got to make a choice to want him. You got to make a choice to accept him. And with all of that comes obedience. Excuse me. So obedience does unlock um, certain keys that will get you to success. Just for a few examples, a few examples. If you if y'all remember the story of Jeremiah, right? He was just a little boy. His excuse was, hey, God, I'm too young for this. I can't. You, you got it wrong. You know, and I'm paraphrasing. But God said, I knew you when you were formed in your mother's womb. You the one who, you're who I need. I have assignment for. I have need for you. Now, if Jeremiah was disobedient, think of how his story would have played out. He would never have been blessed the way he was. His story shows that God can use you no matter what age, you know, you are. Again, because he 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 knows you, right? So uh, obedience for the Israelites, you know, they had such a <laughs> a, a long story with with many ups and downs. But obedience for them held the key to their liberty, their destiny, and their promise. Just think if Moses and Aaron. 
you know, going back and forth with, with Pharaoh, you know, hey, I need you to let my people go. You know, we got God on our side. You know, Pharaoh being stubborn, nah, I'm not trying to hear that. You know, he, and now comes the plagues, right? Could you imagine if during that time you was one of the Israelites, but you were also disobedient? You see, you see what disobedient gains Pharaoh in their story, right? So let's fast forward. Uh, God has delivered them from the hands of the Egyptians, and they're they're walking through their desert, right? He's already took them through the Red Sea, right? And they they can clearly see how God has delivered them. He's their key to deliver uh, to deliverance, right? But somewhere down the line, you know, Moses went up to the to the mountain. You know, to get the Ten Commandments, to consult with God, he come back and they full-blown idol worshiping, right? And his second-in-command, Aaron, has molded this image himself, right? And we see also throughout their story, and that because of their disobedience, some generations had to be trimmed. And they, they were in their desert for 40 years right because of disobedience and we're talking about they're on their way to their promised land see obedience held the key to their liberty right because they were uh, liberated from the hands of the Egyptians their destiny and their promised land If we go with the story of uh, Jonah, right? God had given him clear instruction, you know, through the prophets to, hey, you need to go. You got to go and speak to um, the Ninevites. So what did he what did he say? No, I can't go and talk to them. Those people are crazy. They're wicked. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a pass on this one. God said, that's that's disobedience. We're going to see how far you get with that disobedience. Well, that his disobedience landed him in the mouth of a great fish. Some people like to think it's a whale. It's a great fish, whatever it was. Wherever it was, it, it wasn't a comfortable place. It wasn't where he was destined to be. Because that place was born out of his disobedience. Right? But again, God is faithful. He, he'll give you another chance. He'll let you get things right. And then Jonah, he he actually got it right and went and preached to the Ninevites. Last but not least, we look at Saul's story. I'm sorry, we don't call him that no more. We call him Paul, right? But before he was Saul, his obedience, his story says that when you walk in your obedience, for him, it held the key to his redemption. Right? See, God had to... He, uh, Saul referred to himself as uh, the chiefest of sinners. Right? If, you, if you're familiar with his story, he was going around killing Christians, persecuting Christians. That was what he did. Right? So God said, you know what? I have use for it. I have use for you. I need you on my side. 
So God, God set it up. He blinded him. He got his attention, right? Could you think what, could you imagine what life would have been like for Saul if he would have been disobedient after killing Christians, murdering period, right? Being the chiefest of sinners. Oh, his life would have been over, right? It'd been over. God would have dealt with him. Okay, cool. You know what? I can find somebody else. But no, 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 no. God said, I have use for you. Now, luckily, Saul was able to change his ways. And thus in doing so, he changed his name to Paul, right? And became one of the biggest um, or one of the most well-known apostles. Right? Thus starting his road to redemption. Right? Preaching the gospel. So, and that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. So, uh, again, I'm just, I'm just here to encourage you guys just to make sure that, you know, we are doing what we are supposed to be doing as men. You know, getting out there, sharing the gospel, staying encouraged. And, and, and with all that, being obedient to his word. Really reading his word. Where it says, study to show thyself approved, a workman who needs not be ashamed, one who is rightly dividing the word of truth. Right? That's what we're supposed to be doing. That's what obedience looks like. So, again, I'm just reminding us um, that our obedience has, has our blessings tied in. It doesn't matter your age or where you're at in life. As long as you're still living, that shows that you're still on mission. God still has an assignment for you. So you can start being obedient today, right? Because you never know what it is for you. It might be like the Israelites. Your liberty might be tied to your obedience, your destiny, your promised land. Like in the story of Jonah, his life (laughs) depended on it. Very well depended on his obedience. And him changing his his choice. You may be in his boat. Your life might depend on it. Or you may be like like Saul. I'm sorry, Paul. <laughs> your redemption might depend on your obedience. So whatever it looks like for you, just let's just make sure we, we're we're doing what we're supposed to as men. You know, taking care of our family. If if you or a single man, just make sure you're keeping your body pure, you know, um, and really getting into the word, right? Um, that's all I got for you guys. I mean, and, and just just rest assured that, you know, your, your, your obedience will unlock favor with God. You know, it'll unlock your deliverance with him. So, uh, Man, I hope that was good for you guys. I hope um, it really touches uh, someone. And I hope you guys are uh, inspired, not expired, but inspired to do well. Um, Man, don't give up in this life. And uh, yeah, keep trusting God. All right. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this wonderful 
evening. We thank you for your word. We thank you for how you just remind us of your goodness and your good news, how you take care of us, Father God, and how you only require obedience from us, Father God, and everything else falls, Father God. You want us, uh, you want us to seek you, Father God, and in doing so, we're obedient with your word. And everything else will fall in line. Father God, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your love, your mercy, and how you constantly are, are wanting us to come back to you, Father God, like the prodigal son, Father God. And we know that you're standing there welcoming us with open arms. Father God, we know that you that you love us, Father God, and that you really cherish us, Father God. And you you have use for us, Father God. So for us as men, it's, it's really important that we be obedient to your word, Father God. So quicken our feet to do just that, Father God. Um, let us be able to have the, the strength, the knowledge, the power that we need to operate throughout this day-to-day life, Father God. As times are getting kind of kind of crazy, um, Father God, everything is, is, is crazy at the moment. Except for you, Father God, you are just as constant as when you started off, Father God. And we thank you for that. We thank you for your faithfulness, your constantness, and how you bless us and you um, constantly take care of us. We ask that you just continue to be with us, touch us, and give us strength. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.